I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today is Saturday, January 8th, 2022, and this is your weekend update. Before we get into anything else, let's get into those crypto prices. I'm reading from CoinGecko today instead of CoinMarketCap because CoinMarketCap is acting up, as they do sometimes. Bitcoin is sitting at $41,558, pretty much even from yesterday, while Ethereum is also even from yesterday at $3,154. Tether's in the number three spot. Binance Coin is at $447, pretty much even from yesterday, and Solana's up 3.5% at $143. Running off the top 10, we have USDC, Cardano, XRP, Polkadot, and Luna. Total market cap, we're at $2 trillion even. A BTC dominance of 37.9 and an F dominance of 18.2. And if you heard those dominances, uh, CoinGecko has more coins listed on CoinGecko than CoinMarketCap has on CoinMarketCap. So it's going to shift the way of one market cap. Market cap is higher here than on CoinMarketCap. And also the dominance are, is a little bit different too. So just to let you know where those things are coming in, that those discrepancies or maybe the inconsistencies from yesterday to today is because CoinGecko has a little bit different metrics than CoinMarketCap. And that's why I tend to use always one, but I couldn't today because CoinMarketCap was acting up. I got an email from a listener yesterday. His name is Brad, and he wrote in about the show we produced yesterday. And Brad says, Hey, Matthew, one thought I have regarding the repeated discussion about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies impact on the environment is that the issue is actually highlighting how inadequate our power infrastructure is throughout the world. If governments were as concerned as they should be about climate change, they should be creating an infrastructure where renewable energy can be provided effectively and efficiently. Would this not eliminate the entire discussion? Any industry that uses power can be accused of negatively affecting climate. Creating an environment whereby renewables can be utilized is a solution to these issues. Pointing fingers at crypto is a cop-out and distracting from the real issue. Love the show, Brad. Thank you, Brad, for writing in and pointing this out in a very concise way. And I I like your point, is that we can point fingers at anybody that uses energy, which is any industry, and then say, you are hurting the environment. Uh, without any kind of like solution-based or solutions there that are could be readily available for people, all we're doing is shifting the blame from one industry to the other, and it's whatever industry we like or don't like. And so I really like that uh, way of looking at it. Thanks for writing in again, and now let's get into those headlines. PayPal confirmed that it is working on its own stablecoin after the developer discovered language about a PayPal coin within its iPhone app, said Bloomberg. We are exploring a stablecoin, said Senior Vice President of Crypto and Digital Currencies at PayPal, Jose Fernandez, and he continued to say, if and when we seek to move forward, we will, of course, work closely with the relevant regulators. As part of PayPal's crypto strategy, it partnered with Paxos, a fintech startup that issued the Pax Dollar or USDP stablecoin. USDP's market cap stands at about $1 billion, and that's up from about $500,000 last year, according to CoinGecko. By contrast, USDT has a market cap of around $80 billion, up from $23 billion a year ago. And if you want a comparison, PayPal has a market cap of $220 billion. So its own stablecoin could be very valuable. 
After watching crypto exchanges like Coinbase, FTX, and Binance put forth their visions of what crypto regulations would look like or should look like, A16Z, venture capitalist firm responsible for funding many crypto startups and startups in general and producing a lot of uh, unicorns, have their own recommendations. In a report, How to Build a Better Internet, 10 Principles for World Leaders Shaping the Future of Web3, Andreessen Horowitz, or A16Z, argues for a multi-stakeholder approach to regulation that includes governments, businesses, and civil society groups. It also argues for stablecoins, fiat peg cryptocurrencies that offer easy entry to decentralized protocols that have been eyed wearily by the U.S. officials to be well-regulated, and then put those stablecoins to work to improve the financial system. In A16Z's report, they say this, Decentralized finance technologies already handle hundreds of billions in transaction volumes every day and provide compelling evidence that there's a pathway for instantaneous global 24-7 financial rails. Stablecoins are the basic building block in which financial innovation is occurring. Andreessen also recommends that inter-country collaboration on crypto standards, tax codes that are more transparent, and targeted regulatory regimes that recognize the diversity of Web3 technologies. Treating all digital assets in the same way is analogous to having a single legal regime to cover stocks, real estate, cars, art, watches, and trading cars. And I think that's a very good point. Long story short, looks as though everybody is advocating for a crypto-specific regulating body. And now Andreessen is putting a global regulating body or inter-country regulating body to figure out what this all means to the global commerce, to Web3, to microtransactions, to DeFi, to NFTs, to cryptos, and so on and so forth. And I think it's about time. If you guys remember, on December 31st, New Year's Eve, we heard on the show that Mozilla decided to take crypto payments, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Doge, Litecoin, and SHIB via BitPay. Well, things changed a lot in a week. Mozilla said this in a tweet. Last week, we tweeted a reminder that Mozilla accepts cryptocurrency donations. This led to an important discussion about cryptocurrency's environmental impact. We're listening and taking action. Decentralized web technology continues to be an important area for us to explore, but a lot has changed since we started accepting crypto donations. So, starting today, we're reviewing if and how our current policy on crypto donations fits with our climate goals. And, as we conduct our review, we will pause the ability to donate cryptocurrency. In the spirit of open source, this will be a transparent process and we'll share regular updates. We look forward to having this conversation and appreciate our community for bringing this to our attention. And that was the end of the tweet thread. If you remember, it was just a couple of days ago that the co-founder of Mozilla, who was there from 1998 to 1999, tweeted that this is a huge, horrible idea out of the ethos of Mozilla. Well, they took a look. They heard him, they heard the replies to him and the other people in the community, and they decided to go with this process now. So we will see the open and transparent process of Mozilla as they put forth their plans for the future. Polygon, we know that's a second layer solution for Ethereum because Ethereum's slow, it's congested, it's very expensive, and well, it's, it's, a, it's a pain in the ass to use sometimes. Well, Polygon has built a second layer protocol to make it faster and cheaper. They're also having issues, though. Polygon Scan is showing an average gas fee of around 764 GUI on January 5th. That's a dramatic increase over the average rate, which was around 72 and 155 GUI. What does that mean in dollars? Well, it means from pennies to about 50 cents a transaction. 
doesn't seem like a lot considering that ETH was around averaging 50 bucks a transaction uh, not too long ago. But now that people are looking at Polygon as a solution to ETH, but still working with ETH, it's starting to clog up. Sunflower Farmers is the culprit, a simplistic NFT-driven farming game that has seen a dramatic uptick in players and activity. So does this mean that second layer solutions need solutions of their own? Uh, Tongue in cheek, just joking. But Polygon is a great solution. Second layer is a great solution. But it does show the more we start bringing people into the crypto space, the more throughput and the more control and gas fees we're going to need. And finally, I want you to read Dan Roberts, editor-in-chief of Decrypt, his opinion piece entitled, After 13 Years, They Still Hate Bitcoin. It's about everything that's happening with ads. It's about Matt Damon. It's about crypto.com. It's about all kinds of different things. It's a good read. I recommend it. Link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. This was the weekend update. My name is Matthew Deemer. I said this a couple of times, and I want to say, first of all, thank you to everyone that went to Spotify and started leaving the ratings on there. Uh, I, I, first time I looked a couple of days ago, it was at like three or four ratings, and now it's at 60 ratings, at least in the United States or the USA platform. I don't know if the platforms differ from country to country, but on this platform, the one that I use in the US, it's around 60 ratings. I want to get that up to a couple thousand to show that we have a great show here and that people love listening to the show. So please, so please go to your app on your smartphone, go to the top left corner and click five stars in the rating star system to show that we have a show that people should be listening to about news in the crypto space. And until tomorrow, happy hodling everyone.